Hey there, and welcome to the podcast for Monday, December the 14th, coming up on V-Day, Vaccination Day across the country. We'll hear from three heavy hitters, give us their take on the latest COVID news in the historic vaccine rollout in the country. We're joined by Dr. Isaac Bogosh, Dr. Suman Chakrabarti, and Dr. Matthew Outen, all coming up next here on the pod. As we mentioned off the top, it's V-Day. It's the first day of vaccinations here in the province and right across the country. And for more, we're joined now by infectious diseases expert, Dr. Isaac Bogosh, who, of course, is part of Ontario Ontario's vaccination task force. Dr. Bogosh, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? And well, thanks. Uh, the day finally here. Just first off, could you tell us uh, how you felt watching the vaccine arrive yesterday and the first personal support worker get their shot just a couple hours ago? Yeah, it's a surreal experience, right? We, Many of us who've been sort of neck deep in this for a long time, I've been following this since January 1st when I first even heard about this before we even knew it was called a coronavirus. And then you watched how it just unfolded uh, with the pandemic and the devastations it's caused throughout Canada and the world. And now, you know, it's not even 2021 and we've got vaccine programs starting here in Canada. Like, it's it's absolutely it's just wild to watch this unfold. So, uh, you know, we got a lot of work ahead to get more vaccine in the country, to, to get it into arms and to really protect individuals and communities because there's a ton of COVID being transmitted now and hospitals are getting pinched. But this is a it's just a tangible message. Like it's the end is close, like it's or closer. The end is closer. At least we can see the end now. Well, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, in the past, but I think it's worth underscoring here today with the vaccine here. It really is mind-blowing. I mean, it is mind-boggling to think it was just kind of mid-March when it really took hold here in Canada and North America, the pandemic. And here we are some 10 months later, and people are getting vaccinated for it. It's wild. And in fact, March is a really interesting date because March is when they started the first human clinical trials for some of these vaccines, like the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines. That's when they were checking to see if they were safe and looking to see what the right dose is. And, you know, it's, it seems like 20 years ago, right? It's just yeah. so long ago. And, uh, you know, you're right. Like 10 months later, you did all the right clinical trials. You collected all the data in a safe and a regimented, systematic way. It's been uh, looked at by independent health bodies like Health Canada and, and health bodies in the UK and the FDA. It's been approved, and, and you know, companies are starting to mass produce these vaccines and starting to ship them over. And and here we are. Like it's it's kind of it's just it's kind of amazing if you if you really think about it. But there's just so many people who've been working so hard on that front for so long and uh and we're going to reap the rewards of that eventually i mean i think still you know 2020 has been an ugly year and even 2021 i think the first part of 2021 is still going to be pretty tough as well i mean like you look at what's happening in the toronto hospitals and the peel hospitals like it's it's not pretty by any means but if you if we can keep this under control if we can lower transmission rates in the community will buy us time to really ramp up these vaccine programs. And I think as we roll through 2021, things are just going to get better and better and better. Okay, it is obviously early on here, early in the vaccination process. But from your viewpoint, Dr. Bogosh, and from that of the task force, I don't know if you've been able to all get together and talk yet, but the first 12, 18 hours, uh, how have things gone? (laughs) It looks good to me, but I, quite frankly, I'm sitting in my office at the, the Toronto General Hospital and, 
uh, you know, I've got some clinic patients to see and stuff like that. So I, I'm obviously am very interested in this, and I've been glancing at this, but uh, I'm watching more from an arm's length. Uh, unfortunately, I'd love to be right there where the vaccines were administered, but I'm, I'm just not. I think the real key here is, at the end of the day, it's, it's extremely exciting that this has started, and it's only mid-December, uh, but it is a very small initial batch. And uh, we've heard that we're expected to get about 250,000 doses in the country uh, through December and then a ton more through 2021. But uh, even that's not going to be enough. It's going to do something and every little bit counts. And we're really trying to prioritize who gets these initial limited doses. But uh, I think we've got to really stay tuned because there's other vaccines that are in the pipeline. For example, the Moderna vaccine, I think we'll probably hopefully hear about it this week or next and have access to it. And I think once we have access to at least two vaccines, and, and those are coming into the country on a regular, with regular shipments, we can do a lot of good rolling these out. Yeah, Dr. Bogosh, is that the real game changer, the Moderna? Not that one vaccine is better than the other, but the fact that we'd be armed, as you say, with two of them and the Moderna one does not, to be, uh, does not need to be stored at those sub-zero temperatures like the uh, Pfizer uh, vaccine, is that going to be a real game changer for us and everybody else? Yeah, it will be. And I think the, the combination will be. With the, when you have this Pfizer vaccine, don't get me wrong, like if they said I could get the Pfizer vaccine right now, I'd run down and get it. I mean, I, we know it's going to do a good job. It's just not the most portable vaccine. Uh, but there's always, you know, there's always a way, you know, a bet on human ingenuity. We can get people to vaccine centers to get them vaccinated. And that's exactly what's going to happen with the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, but it just would make things so much easier when we, if we had a more movable product, a product that's easier to, to deliver to more rural, remote, underserviced places, uh, to get it actually into long-term care facilities. And not if, but when we get access to the Moderna vaccine, I think, we, well, that's, that's how that one's going to be utilized. And you also think about even populations that are more challenging to integrate into medical care, like in urban settings, uh, uh, people who are experiencing homelessness. Like you, you, can, you can take this vaccine onto, uh, there's many mobile trucks in, in urban centers that really help care for uh, those populations who might be able to help vaccinate them. So there's a lot of good we can do with both vaccines, and I think uh, we'll be firing on all cylinders when we get that second one. I want to ask you as well a little more about long-term care. As we know, in this province, it's personal support workers. As a matter of fact, a PSW just a few hours ago, the first ever to receive the vaccine in Ontario. Quebec, as I'm sure you're aware, Dr. Bogosh, taking a bit of a different tack. They're vaccinating residents uh, first. Just how critical is it that we get enough vaccine in this province to uh, get some of that to the residents of long-term care here? It's critical. It's absolutely critical. It's interesting that Quebec's taking that approach, and kudos to them for, for doing it, because we know that those in long-term care account for about 80% of the deaths of the 13,000 deaths we've seen in Canada. So that's the most vulnerable of the vulnerable populations. The issue is the vaccine is hard to move, and, and when I say hard to move, I, I, I mean it. Like, the, the company has actually stated that where when it thaws, and when it's where it's reconstituted, you should really be administering it at that site because uh, people might not know, but this is mRNA. This RNA stuff is really uh, finicky, like it can degrade pretty easily. And, you know, they, they even have instructions like you don't want to shake it too much. So, you know, for example, you've got to be very careful transporting uh, this stuff. And, and, you know, if there's a bunch of potholes or bumps on the road, you don't want to shake it. Like at the end of the day, you want it to do its job and you don't want it to degrade at all. So if you're using these vaccines in long-term care facilities, you've got to be sure that the, you're actually injecting a product that's going to do what it's supposed to do. So that's why you're seeing in many other parts of the world, 
uh, vaccine centers popping up with the Pfizer vaccine and bringing people to the vaccine rather than this vaccine to the people. Listen, at the end of the day, we'll, we'll, we'll learn more about the stability of this vaccine probably in the coming weeks, I imagine. So you might see a pivot where Ontario and the other provinces and other parts of the world are taking this vaccine into long-term care facilities. But for now, it just seems to be Quebec and maybe a handful of other places. All right. To General Hillier, he has said that general vaccination won't begin until April. Is that still the timeline or can you see any chance, any sort of window of opportunity that uh, we might see that moved up? Well, a lot of it just depends on, well, two things. One is Health Canada approving vaccines. But quite frankly, that that hasn't been the rate-limiting step. Uh, But the next thing is we're relying on foreign companies in different countries to supply us with vaccines. So we have all the arrangements and the deals, but they actually have to make it and ship it. And uh, and and of course, we know there's an insatiable global appetite for this. So it's not uh, it's not easy. And um, and I think we're 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 at the mercy of these uh, of these companies, and and you know we'll, we'll get it when we get it. But uh, I think based on our contracts, it might be uh, you know I think April sounds reasonable, and hopefully if they mass produce more of it, and we get access to it, we can vaccinate more people earlier. All right, fingers crossed. Meantime, big day today, the first day of vaccinations here in the province of Ontario and right across the country. Dr. Bogosh, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Have a great day. You as well. Dr. Isaac Bogosh with us. Okay, for more here on V-Day Vaccination Day, we're now joined by infectious diseases specialist Dr. Sumon Chakrabati. He's on the line and joins us here on Global News Radio. Doctor, good afternoon. Afternoon. I'm not sure if you can hear my smile right now, but I love the V-Day. <laughs> well, listen, I uh, wanted to ask you that first and foremost. How are you feeling today with a vaccine, not only in Canada, but in the province, and the first vac- vaccinations in the last couple of hours have already, Dr. Chakrabarty, be, been administered? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, this has been uh, some great news we've been hearing for the last couple of uh, weeks, but I think it's really important to say just how monumental this is in Canadian history. It's now begun. The, I think it was you even that said the starter's pistol has now been shot. So it's uh, it's going to be a, a really eventful couple of months. Obviously, the virus is still here, but now we have something that's really going to change things for the better. I want to ask you, too, about the Moderna vaccine. We're awaiting approval, and we hear it's going to happen by months. And how much of a game changer is that going to be, do you think, uh, doctor, uh, to have not one but two vaccines available? Oh, it's going to be huge. And that's the big thing to know is that uh, obviously it's going to be a matter of getting this vaccination out to the Canadian public. And, you know, Moderna is going to give us just another batch that's going to be able to cover uh, initially our uh, highest risk uh, patients as well as uh, healthcare workers. And this is going to be a huge part of it. And we're going to have more vaccines coming. So we have a lot of tools in our uh, toolbox that we're going to be able to use in the next couple of uh, uh, months. And I'm really, really excited about it. All right. I think we're all very excited. But having said that, I think we need to temper that excitement perhaps uh, just a bit here. And we wanted to get a a bit of a reality check, if you will, with you, doctor, here this afternoon as to what the next four, six months are likely to look like in the province, uh, in the country. Because I think there is a feeling out there right now that, oh, the vaccine has arrived. This is all over. It's a very good point. And, you know, I have to have a bit of my wet blanket coming on is that we have to remember that the virus is still with us. So it's going to take some time for the Canadian public to get uh, vaccinated. 
it's going to go to the highest-risk individuals first. So, yes, we are going to see uh, a drop in the number of cases in uh, probably by the uh, late spring. We have to remember, we're not exactly sure yet. We know this decreases severe illness in people who are taking it, but there might not be as huge of an effect on the transmission of it. And that's why it's very important for us to still remain with our public health protocols, masking, physical distancing. All these things are still going to be with us for the next uh, several months, and we have to remember that the virus is not going to go right away right away. We have to be vigilant. When can we expect the vaccine to kind of take hold and start influencing or affecting the COVID caseload? In Ontario today, we're reporting close to another 2,000, 1,940. When do you believe we'll start seeing uh, the fruits of the vaccine, as it were? I would say that it, you know the first things that we're going to see are probably going to be uh, things coming with the stress coming off the healthcare system. So it's not something that's going to be all that tangible to the public who's not in healthcare. I expect that to be, I would say, the end of March, you know, April, around you know, starting of the second quarter. The reason is it first of all it takes time to vaccinate everybody, and it takes some time for the vaccine to actually take effect. But we will start to see that, and that's the big thing right now. We really want to take the stress off our hospitals. That's where they're having the most problem being pinched by the stress of the virus. All right. But as this vaccine continues to roll out, and I think everyone's got their eye on April, because last we heard from General Hillier, that's when general vaccination will occur. I mean, just is that the next kind of marker or milestone, do you think? I mean, here we are day one and the first vaccination uh, happening. Uh, What is the next big milestone? Uh, for, you know, there's a three-phase uh, plan. I think the next big milestone will be phase two. We start to roll it out to the actual residents of the nursing uh, home, the long-term care facilities. Right now, we're doing the workers in that facility. We know it's difficult to move the vaccine around right now. And these are also the individuals who can unfortunately sometimes bring it into the homes. Uh, because, you know, these people are working very, very closely with patients. We really want to protect everybody in that environment first. Phase three, which is going to be the big one for the Canadian public, I'm also estimating around April. So it's going to be, the first part of the year is going to be a big one. But again, like you said, and like I'm saying too, the virus is not going to leave us just yet. We really have to remain vigilant. All right. And when we talk about remaining vigilant, uh, let's just talk about, uh, you know, not only the next six months, but really the next few weeks, because we get the holidays uh, upon us. And maybe just a word of caution, if we could, from you, uh, doctor, uh, regarding gatherings. And the again, uh, the vaccine is here. That's great news. It's reason to uh, celebrate. But once again, we can't let our guards down. I agree. And I, I know that we all sound like broken records here, but it's important that for the holidays, you know, I would right now say that if you can keep things within your household, that's the best, especially if you're in a lockdown zone. And if you're outside the lockdown zone, you want to abide by the maximum gatherings, whether it's indoors and outdoors, and preferably, again, not outside your household. And finally, if you are going to be getting together with people where you can, keep things outdoors as much as possible, because that keeps the risk of transmission substantially lower. And just finally, uh, Doctor, any timelines or maybe your best guess as to when maybe, you know, this is really going to take hold? We're talking about the the next six months and remain vigilant. But when do you think companies are going to start talking about maybe having workers return to the office? When can we have a serious discussion about maybe no longer needing face masks and indoor public spaces and distancing requirements? Yeah, these things are really, really important. And again, it's going to be slow, but I think that by the end of 2021 is when things are going to seem a lot more normal. Uh, And the way that I look at that is, you know, once we start to be able to go back to like hockey games and concerts, those really, really big events, I think that's going to be at the end. But we're going to see these things will slowly start to come off. Things will look a lot different by the summertime, but still not completely normal. It's a slow process. 
but we're there and it's going to be happening. But again, you just have to remember the virus is not gone. Absolutely. Great day today, though. Uh, Dr. Chakrabarti, really appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Be well. There's Dr. Sumon Chakrabarti, infectious diseases specialist. The first COVID vaccination in the province goes to a personal support worker. That happened just a few hours ago. If you don't know her backstory, it's amazing. She's been a PSW since, how about this, 1988, and also worked through an outbreak at the nursing home where she's at, where she's uh, stationed. So she is the uh, first of many to come that will uh, be getting the vaccine here in Ontario as we're starting with uh, personal support workers. Meantime, in Quebec, they've got a bit of a different strategy with the vaccine that they're getting. Here's a Dr. Matthew Otten. He's an infectious diseases specialist at the Jewish General Hospital in Montreal. He joins us now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Dr. Otten, nice to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Okay, first off, just what has the reaction to the vaccine's arrival been like there in Montreal and in Quebec? Uh, many of my uh, healthcare colleagues are certainly, and I think understandably, both excited for uh, the fact that this is starting and at least the long process of getting uh, our entire population vaccinated has begun. At the same time, I would say many of us are cautious that we don't get too swept away with the, this. This is an amazing scientific triumph, don't get me wrong, but the start of a vaccination campaign is very, very different than the end of a vaccination campaign because the uh, one of the major values is uh, sort of a, achieving a level of immunity across you know, the, the, the majority of the population, and we are still many months away from that, and we can't let up now uh, prematurely. You know, that's so well said, and that's something we were really hammering home last hour. Really what we're seeing here, Dr. Auden, is uh, not the uh, end of the tunnel, but that light at the end of the tunnel. We've got the light, now we just got to uh, travel that distance to the end. That's right. And given the 2020, uh, all the things that it's thrown at us, make sure that light at the end of the tunnel is not a train heading towards us. That's right. All right. Uh, Tell us a bit about what is going on there in Quebec, because as I mentioned off the top, uh, our strategy here in Ontario is personal support workers. They're first in line, according to our protocol. How are things rolling out there in your province? So the very first uh, facilities to receive uh, the vaccines are uh, CHSLDs, which are our version of long-term care facilities. So that's going to include both the uh, the clients, the people who are using those uh, facilities, as well as uh, some of the caregivers who are working at those uh, facilities. So there's uh, one of those facilities here uh, in Montreal called Maimonides Centre, where about two hours, two and a half hours ago, the very first dose was administered. And then there's also a similar facility in Quebec City that's also, uh, as I understand, is also beginning today. Why was the decision made to vaccinate long-term care residents first rather than like here in Ontario, we're going with personal support workers? Uh, I mean, every, every province has gone through relatively similar processes of trying to figure out you know, where the biggest bang for the buck comes in terms of uh, which groups get uh, vaccinated first. And if you look at Quebec's plan, although CHSLD, both uh, clients and workers, uh, come out as number one, healthcare workers are identified as uh, a very close number two. And my understanding is that uh, uh, healthcare workers, both at CHSLDs as well as uh, at uh, other healthcare facilities like hospitals, uh, the vaccination will also be starting uh, probably uh, with 
within a few days, certainly uh, during this month. So it's uh, it's uh, and and most other provinces are doing one or the other. If they're doing healthcare workers first, then long-term care facilities come in as a close second. So it's uh, it's a bit of a uh, minor difference of opinion, but I think at the end of the day, we're going to see that most provinces are going to be vaccinating both groups as part of their so-called first wave. For sure. I guess the only difference is obviously personal support workers, they're a little more mobile. How tough has it been or will it be to get the vaccine, this Pfizer vaccine, which is very fragile, it's got to be stored, as we now know, at sub-sub-zero temperatures. How tough is it getting it to the elderly, the most vulnerable in these long-term care facilities? Uh, it certainly requires uh, planning because many of these facilities don't have the kinds of uh, uh, storage conditions, the kinds of freezers uh, that uh, you require, uh, whereas many hospitals, you know, because many hospitals also have uh, various laboratories and uh, research laboratories that uh, customarily use these kinds of uh, freezers. So uh, in some places, uh, what I understand is that we're, we're sort of using these central depots that have uh, freezers. Also, don't forget that the transport packages themselves are certainly capable of maintaining the um, the uh, vaccines at uh, proper temperature for quite some time. But really, the, the major trick is that with uh, the Pfizer vaccine, once you take it out to thaw, you only have a few days to use it. And so it's really important to have all the logistics arranged so that every dose that you're thawing out is going to go into an arm, you know, while it still remains good. Here in Ontario, we got somewhere around 6,000 doses of the vaccine delivered uh, late last night. Uh, What's the situation there in Quebec when it comes to doses, and when are you expecting the the next to arrive? So my uh, my understanding is that I think what I'd uh, seen was that it was, it, it's being delivered, it's being uh, uh, proportioned out across the country on a, on a population basis. So Quebec is getting fewer than Ontario. I think what I'd seen was something around 4,000 doses for the original, uh, for the initial batch. My personal prediction is that for subsequent deliveries, rather similar to uh, the whole process of developing the vaccine, which uh, ultimately went a lot faster than even most uh, relatively uh, cautious uh, observers would have predicted. My prediction is that we're going to see the same thing happen with the delivery of subsequent batches of vaccine that we're probably going to see a little bit faster than what we were initially uh, anticipating. But exactly how fast, how fast and at what cadence, that's, I'm, I'm not quite sure yet. And just finally, a doctor, what is the biggest relief that the vaccine is going to bring to your province, to Quebec? Here in Ontario, we're quite concerned about ICU levels, uh, numbers in the intensive care uh, unit, and we're looking for uh, relief uh, when it comes uh, to our health care workers and on our health facilities. Is there a similar concern there? Uh, there certainly is. Yeah, just like Ontario has seen, uh, Quebec has certainly seen a pretty major impact on health care workers in terms of uh, stress fatigue, burnout, and uh, as difficult as this pandemic has been and, you know, through most of this year, I think at the moment this vaccine represents a lot of hope. Again, not that uh, this is going to be, uh, everything's going to suddenly be better in a couple of weeks because we all know that's clearly not the case, but it's still uh, an accomplishment that I think is going to, uh, in the annals of history, we're going to see this in the same light as some of these major scientific accomplishments like getting the first man on the moon or completing the Human Genome Project uh, in terms of major scientific accomplishments that really required international 
uh, collaboration with thousands of talented people to get this kind of uh, product uh, uh, safely produced and distributed in what is nothing short of a breathtakingly uh, you know, fast process. Yeah, I said this last hour, I'll say it again. It's humbling. That's the best it word really I can is. think of. Yeah, it's, really uh, it's humbling to see what these researchers uh, have done, these uh, doctors and these uh, medical uh, professionals. It's just amazing. Dr. Auden, thank you so much for the update and your time. We wish uh, you and everybody there in the uh, province of Quebec, Quebec all the best in the coming days and weeks. Likewise. Thank you so much. Dr. Matthew Auden is an infectious diseases specialist at the Jewish General Hospital in Montreal. Uh, Premier Ford taking questions uh, roughly about uh, 15, 20 minutes ago from uh, reporters here on the first day of vaccinations in the province. Want to uh, just uh, dip in and have a listen to what he had to say to uh, reporters. Well, good afternoon, folks. What we witnessed today is a massive step forward in the fight against this deadly virus. I want to thank Kevin Smith at UHN and his entire team, along with the five frontline healthcare heroes. Thanks to them, we were the first in Canada and one of the first in North America to administer this vaccine. I said we would be ready, and we are. Make no mistake, there's a long road ahead of us, but what this represents is hope and proof that this pandemic will come to an end. God bless Anita and the other healthcare heroes, and God bless the people of Ontario. Thank you. There you have it, uh, Premier Ford, with his first official words here on the first day of vaccinations in the province of Ontario.